0: Greetings to you in the sweet name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I was sharing with you about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and about water baptism. Now I would like to share with you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some people do not have a clear understanding about the Holy Spirit. They think that if they are able to Pray for the sick people, and if the sick people are healed, they are already full of Holy Spirit. We find Jesus Christ sent His disciples, and they went and healed sick people and performed miracles. Matthew chapter 10, verse 5 to 10, we read, He sent them with the authority to heal the sick, and cast out demons Luke 10:17 we read how they came and reported to Jesus Christ that evil spirit also obeyed them then John 20 verse 21 22 I would like to read John 20 verse 21 and 22 And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus unto them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Let's pray. Father thank you for giving us this opportunity to study your word of God. Holy Spirit, take control of the whole situation. The friends who are listening the message through the television or CD player, I pray, Lord, your presence may fill that area. And if anyone's mind is blocked by the powers of darkness, I pray that you set them free. Holy Spirit you teach us in Jesus holy name we pray Amen here we find Jesus Christ said just like the Father sent me I sent you and then he breathed on them and said unto them receive ye the Holy Ghost even after breathing him breathing them with the Holy Spirit Jesus again speaks to them that we read Luke chapter 24 verse 49 Luke chapter 24 verse 49 and behold I sent the promise of my father upon you but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high see these disciples were preaching the word of God they were healing the sick people They perform miracles. Jesus Christ breathed on them the Holy Spirit. Even then, Jesus Christ tells them to tarry, to wait till you are in tune, till you are clothed with the power of Holy Spirit. So, beloved friends, Holy Spirit works in the human being in different methods. He may Stand outside and convict you of sin. He may remind you of many things. But there is another experience to be filled, to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Though these disciples did miracles, though Jesus breathed on them, they were not baptized, they were not filled with the Holy Ghost. Therefore, it is essential for us to be filled with the Holy Ghost. While teaching about the Holy Ghost, Jesus said, John chapter 14, verse 1 to 3. John chapter 14, verse 1 to 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You will believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there he may be also. Here Jesus Christ said, let not your heart be troubled. Why their hearts were troubled? Before Jesus called them to be his disciples, they were all working people. Some were fishermen, some were sitting in the customs, some were taking taxes. But when Jesus called them, they immediately left everything and followed him in the beginning everything was fine because Jesus used to heal the sick people and people used to come around uh, disciples of Jesus please take us to Jesus Christ so it was a honorable thing in the beginning but when Jesus began to teach the tough things of the kingdom of God people began to go away people turned against Jesus Christ so they left their job and they had to face a hostile people at that time they thought Jesus at least would be with us then Jesus also began to say, I'm going to leave you and go away. Then, your, then their hearts were troubled. We left our job. The people against us. Only help was Jesus, and he's also going. What we, we shall do? Then Jesus Christ said, John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17. And I pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may be, abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. Here he says, I'll send another comforter to be with you always. See, the Holy Spirit is the comforter, is the helper, and to be with us. So the first thing the Holy Spirit is going to do with us is to be a comforter, to be a helper. And then to be with us always and number three John chapter 14 verse 26 John chapter 14 verse 26 but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name he shall teach you all things and bring you all things to your remembrance whatsoever I said unto you the third thing is the Holy Spirit will teach us all things and fourth Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance or remind us whatever the Lord Jesus Christ has spoken to us. Now, what is the f- fifth things? John chapter 16 verse 7 and 8. John chapter 16 verse 7 and 8. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So the next thing what the Holy Spirit will do, that is the fifth thing. He will convict you of sin and righteousness and judgment of God. Then what is the sixth thing? chapter 16, John chapter 16, verse 13. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall hear that he shall speak and he will show you things to come. So the sixth thing, he will guide you into all truth. And the seventh thing is he will show the things to come. That means if anything going to happen, the Holy Spirit will just give you a hint in my personal life. I've met with accidents, problems and beatings and persecutions, dangers. But every time the Holy Spirit warns me, something is going to happen. He alerts me. I am mentally alert, spiritually alert to face the situation. Never a thing has happened in my life after receiving the Holy Spirit by surprise. Whether it be accident, anything before it takes place, the Holy Spirit alerts me. I th- and I'm prepared to face the situation. How, m- how many dangers I've come across. But none of those things happen to me without a warning from the Holy Spirit. That I don't I, be knowing what's going to happen, accident, how it is going to take place, or somebody's going to beat me, how it's going to do, uh, happen. It. But I am mentally alerted To face a serious situation. So the Holy Spirit. Is the comforter to help you. Number one. Number two. He will be with you always. Everywhere. Wherever you go. And number three. He will teach you all things. Number four. He will remind you what Jesus Christ has spoken. Number five. He will convict you of your sin and righteousness and judgment. Number six. He will guide you into all truth. Number seven. He will warn you or tell you the things that's going to come. And what is the eighth thing? Acts chapter one, verse eight. Acts chapter one, verse eight. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So when the Holy Ghost is come uh, comes upon us, we shall receive power. And w- from where this power comes? Luke twenty four forty nine. Luke twenty four forty nine. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem, until you be endued with the power from on high. Power from heaven. There are political power, financial power, and uh, physical power, and wicked spirit power. They are all within this world and under the heaven, but the power of the Holy Spirit is from high, from above. That power is the strongest power, which can crush all other powers. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, what all you will read, the comforter or the helper will be with you. He'll be with you always, wherever you go. In the bathroom, in the toilet, in the bedroom, in the place of action, and in the school, or in the office, wherever you go, in the marketplace, always He's with you. And then He will teach you all things. Not only spiritual things, English, science, everything. Holy Spirit knows all. He will teach you all things. And He will bring you to remembrance what Jesus Christ has spoken. Then He will Convict you of your sin and righteousness and judgment of God. Then sixth, he will guide you into all truth. Seventh, he will tell you what the things to come. And eighth, you will receive power. So, my dear friend, what all things are there in the Holy Spirit. So, where this power is kept, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God, not of us. This power is kept in these earthen vessels. You know, our body. First Corinthians chapter three, verse sixteen: Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter three, verse sixteen: no, we Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? So our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not of your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So the Holy Spirit will come and dwell in this body. Therefore I thank God. So what happens when the Holy Spirit comes? Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. What happens when the Holy Spirit comes in a person? And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tanks like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. You should know what happens when the Holy Ghost comes. These days, many emotional movements and psychological movements are taking place. Some preachers lay their hands on the people they've laid flat. They say slaying or slaying in the spirit. And then some people just start smiling and laughing and speaking in tongue and dancing. But friends, you should know what happens when the Holy Spirit comes. First, when the Holy Spirit comes, cloven tongues of fire. It is not speaking in tongue. It is not falling down. It is cloven tongues of fire. Why glow on tongues of fire? Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. Matthew chapter 3 verse 11. I indeed baptize you with the water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire. Friends, in the baptism of the Holy Ghost there is Fire these days so many spirit movement emotional movement just falling down become unconscious just speaking in tongues just laughing and just jumping these are not true spirit movement not movement of true spirit another spirit the true spirit when it comes first the experience of fire why this fire I'd like to uh, tell you in uh, Leviticus chapter 9, verse 23 to 24. Leviticus chapter 9, verse 23. 24. And Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. Here we see when Moses finished the work of the tabernacle, when he came out, glory of the Lord filled the most holy place. And then, from the Most Holy Place, fire went to this altar, which is kept in the court outside. Court that is Most Holy Place, Holy Place. Then the court; it is an open place. At the entrance of the tabernacle, there are walls around. uh, uh, Curtains are there, but. At the entrance of the tabernacle, there is the altar. On the altar, sacrifice was ready. So, in the innermost, most holy place, glory came. From there, fire went to the altar and consumed the sacrifice. When the f- glory was coming, it did not burn the tent. Glory was inside. The fire was inside that glory. But from the most holy place, fire went to the altar. In the same way, when a person is filled with the Holy Spirit, first, when the glory comes in the inner man, in the spirit, the experience of fire comes on his body. That is the true way of being filled with the Holy Spirit. If you do not get the experience of fire, then that's baptism is not from the true Holy Spirit, it is from another spirit. You may be performing miracles, you may be prophesying, you may be speaking in tongues, you may be rolling on ground, you may be slayed on the ground, you may be seeing vision, but if the fire is not there, it is not true Holy Spirit. Why the fire is required? Psalm 39 verse 3. Psalm 39 Verse 3. My heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. Then spake I with my tongue. My heart. The fire starts in the heart. When we musing or meditating, when we think about our weaknesses. Lord, I did this mistake. When you and the fire start working in you and it will remind you of your weaknesses. Your mistakes. If you have quarrel with someone, the Holy Spirit will remind you. Yes, you have quarrel with someone. Reconcile with that person. Then you will say, Lord, as soon as I meet, I'll reconcile with that person. If you owe money to somebody, you borrowed some money and you are uh, you do not give it. Then you will say, Lord, as soon as I get the money, I'll give it. If you quarrel, if you so, the first thing. Before the Holy Spirit comes, the fire comes and it sanctifies us. It cleanses us. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us. The word of God cleanses us. The fire of the Holy Spirit cleanses us. So before the glory comes, fire must come. Here we see, when I was hot within me, and when then I opened my mouth to speak. So first friend, fire. And then what? where the fire goes, Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9, we read, Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9, Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire, shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, I could not stay. See, the fire started in the heart, then the fire moved on to the bones. Then he said, I cannot keep quiet. It's because fire is shut up in my bones. Then what the fire does, Psalm 104, verse 4. Psalm 104, verse 4. Who maketh his angel spirits, his ministers a flaming fire. He makes his ministers a flaming fire. First fire starts in the heart. Then it goes on to the... Bones, and then you became a flame of fire. So, therefore, my dear friend, it is important. The first thing when a person is being filled with the Holy Spirit, fire will come and sanctify him. Then we read the next thing is unknown tongue. Acts, ex- uh, ex- Apostle, chapter. 2 verse 4. Uh, Acts of Apostles chapter 2 verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Then they began to speak in tongue. Speak in tongue. So when a speaking tongue experience comes, what happens? 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. For he that speaketh in unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God, for no man understandeth him, habit in spirit, he speaketh mysteries. When a person speaking in unknown tongue, no man understands him, only God, only God understands him. First Corinthians chapter four, 14 verse 14, "He that speaketh in unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church." So when you speak in a tongue, you edify yourself. How it happens? Romans eight, twenty six to twenty seven. Romans eight twenty six to twenty seven. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth our hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. See, here the Spirit of God helps us, because we do not know how to pray. Matthew, uh, John chapter 4, verse 23 John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. And God is Spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in truth and in spirit. God is the Spirit, so that he that worship Him must worship in spirit. Along with that, I would like to read 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. For if I pray in unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, my understanding is unfruitful. When I pray in unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. Friends, why God has given us the unknown tongue, which I don't understand and you don't understand. Other people are not able to understand why God has given this language which he cannot understand. The reason is we do not know how to pray. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray. We know only the past thing and the present things. We do not know what is the future. When you are confronted with problems and sorrows or sicknesses or any, any bad news, kneel down and you start crying. And then you start speaking in tongues. Then you don't know what you're speaking in tongue. But the spirit mingles with the spirit of God. And then what all the burden in your heart, in the spirit, is transferred into the spirit of God. And your spirit is relieved. Just like blood circulation, you know, from your heart. There are two veins. One vein takes the blood to the members of your body, to your feet, your hands and all. Then another vein brings back the used blood. And the used blood goes to the kidney system and through your lung system and purified. And again comes to the heart. In the same way, when you worship in the spirit, your problems and your worries, the spirit takes and it intermingles with the spirit of God. And all that burden is cleansed or removed and you became joyful. That's why when you are overburdened and kneel down and pray and you worship the Lord in the spirit for a while in unknown time which you don't understand, the spirit intercedes for you. The spirit knows what is going to happen tomorrow. You may be asking God, thinking about your past and you thinking about your present, but the spirit knows about tomorrow. The spirit will intercede according to the will of God according to the plan of God. Spirit knows about the future. Spirit knows about tomorrow. So Spirit of God is a great helper for us. So He has given us an unknown tongue which we don't understand but we just uh, talking. But through that Our spirit intermingles with the Holy Spirit. That is true worship. Please don't understand God is going to be happy if you chant His name thousands and thousands of times. No, sir. There are angels to worship God. You and I have been given the spirit not to please God, but to transfer our burden, our worries, our problems into the spirit of God. And we are sanctified through the blood circulation. Our blood system is purified through the spirit system our spirit become bold. I thank God for this worshipping of the Holy Spirit in the Spirit. Hallelujah. So, when we worship the Lord in the Spirit, nobody understands it. But, there is another gift of time. I wanted to read that. Acts chapter 2, verse 8 to 13. Acts chapter 2, verse 8 to 13. There we read to 13. And how we hear we every man in our own tongue. Therein we are born. And uh, there it says about the different language of the people. And uh, I read verse 11 to save time. Craigs and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. So here the, when they 120, out of 120 were speaking, some people were able to understand. But in 1st Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2, we read, when a person speaks in understand speaking unknown tongue, nobody understands it. See so in one place, 1 Corinthians 14, 2, it says nobody understands it. But in Acts chapter 2, they understood it. What? The word of God is conflicting. No, sir. One is an unknown tongue which we don't understand. It is the language of the Spirit of God. Another is a gift of tongue. God gives the gift of tongue. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 to 20, uh, 28 to 30. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28 to 30. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondly prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, garments, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, have all the gifts of healings, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, here it said, do all speak with tongues. Some people read this scripture and say, Oh, do all speak with tongues? That means all will not speak in tongues. But dear friend, here chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now concerning the spiritual gifts, the 12th chapter speaks about not the spirit of God, but the spiritual gifts. And some people, reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, verse 8, they read. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. They say, Holy Spirit speaking in tongues was only for the first century. It is stopped. It is not needed now. That is, they are talking of the in ignorance. Here it is, says, when the real thing, that is, when we are transferred from here to the heavenly home, when our bodies are changed, then unknown tongue is not required. Now, prophecy is required. Now, unknown tongue is required. So, through unknown tongue, we speak to God through the Holy Spirit. I praise and thank God for this wonderful experience. So, there is gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to tell you about the gift of the Holy Spirit, gift of tongue. I want to tell you two or or three incidents. When I was a boy, at that time I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I was studying in the school. Uh, There was a convention I conducted in Kerala, Patanandata district, Kumbh So some people were against us, especially CSI and so many. Uh, the meeting was arranged in a lavish place with coconut leaves, pandal. So a group opposing it, in that group, one of my younger father, my father's cousin brother, he, he was a leader. They wanted to toss the pandal, which was made of cotton, coconut leaves. He with a group came. But then my father went forward. My father did not study English. So my father went and spoke to him about 12 to 15 minutes. My younger father's mistakes in English. He fell down there. He, know, he knew that my father has not studied English. But he began to speak in English his mistake. And he, convert, he confessed his mistake. And he, he is now a servant of God. What happened? God has given my father the gift of tongue. I want to tell you my own experience. While I was in the army, I was I used to preach in the conventions. Once in Bangalore of India, Bangalore, there is HAL Industrial and Aeronautic Limited, where planes are manufactured. There was a Tamilian colony. There was a convention. In that, I was to preach for four four days. Uh, I used to preach in English, and the brother used to translate into Tamil. Uh, th- three days, he came in time and uh, translated but on the fourth day last day I was to preach eight o'clock but he has not come later on after ten o'clock we came to know that he met with an accident that's why he could not come with a motorcycle accident but eight o'clock people are waiting looking I am also looking then the spirit of God told me you go to the stage and preach in Tamil at that time I didn't know Tamil English and Malayalam then God said you go to the stage and tell the people in English to read the scripture in Tamil. So I went to the stage and preached and told them in English, read this scripture in Tamil. That person got up and started reading in Tamil. Immediately God gave me the gift of ta- language, Tamilas, And I preached 42 minutes, clear Tamil. I knew what I'm preaching. Several people accepted Jesus Christ that day and some people came saying we heard very pure Tamil Chen Tamil hearing that pure Tamil they came what God gave me gift of tongue similarly I, I was in Tibetan border Le Ladakh and where I went to the Tibetan border to preach the word of God to the Ladakhis uh, Sadhu Sundar Singh went that place and they said after Sadhu Sundar Singh nobody came there and uh, he said Sadhu Sundar Singh went this way and never came back so I didn't know. Ladaki language, I prayed. You know, God gave me the Ladaki language. I stayed there for four days and preached them to Ladaki, Buddhist language. And several of them filled with, again with the Holy Spirit. So friend, there is unknown tongue and there's gift of tongue. Don't be confused. What God did that time when 120 people were speaking in tongue. God given to some of them gift of tongue also. When some of them began to speaking gift of tongue, the people who surrounded the big crowd, the big crowd of people surrounded, they some of from different people, some Egypt and from different countries, they also could hear in their language. So please understand, there is unknown tongue, no one understands, only God understands it. And there is gift of tongue. So there are two unknown tongue and gift of tongue. Praise the Lord. Then this gift of unknown tongue is a sign. 1 Corinthians 14.22. 1 Corinthians 14.22. Wherefore tongues are of a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying serveth, uh, serveth not for them that believe not, but for them which believe. See, for tongues are of a sign... For the unbelievers. When you are sitting and talking and uh, uh, praying in your tongue and all of a sudden to the Holy Spirit comes, you begin to speak in unknown tongue. Then they say, what? They were talking in English, they were talking in Hindi. Now what are they talking? It's a sign. So unknown tongue is a sign. Please understand two tongues. Unknown tongue and gift of tongue. Through unknown tongue you speak to God and you don't understand. Spirit knows it. And you edify yourself. Gift of tongue, you also know it, and the people who hear it, they also know, know it. So two tongues, gift of tongue and unknown tongue. Now, next is, who will get this Holy Spirit? John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39. John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Many think that holy people only will get the Holy Spirit. No, sir. Holy Spirit comes not because you are holy, but if you, are a, if you have a desire to be holy, Holy Spirit will come. Holy Spirit comes to make you holy. For that first thing you must have a thirst for it. A real thirst. If you have a real thirst, the waters, of living waters will flow out of your belly. The Holy Spirit is given to them, those who are thirsty. And uh, uh, number two, uh, the Holy Spirit is given to them. uh, Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11, verse uh, 9 to 13. And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall... Ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he be for a fish, give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If he then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So first you must have a thirst. Number two, Lord, I need the Holy Spirit. Lord, I need the Holy Spirit. You should ask Him. And number three condition, Acts chapter 5, verse 32, third condition. And we are... His witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost whom God hath given to them that obey Him. Holy Spirit is given to them that obey Him. Lord, whatever you say, I am ready to obey. God is not going to tell you some hard things immediately. As you keep growing in the Lord, He will tell you this way, this way, this way. If you are willing to obey the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come in you. Then the Holy Spirit is a river. Acts, uh, the book of Ezekiel chapter 47 I would like to read the book of Ezekiel chapter 47 from verse 3 to 5 where well, 1, 1 to 2 we read rivers coming out from the house of God. Three to five. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward and measured a thousand cubits, And he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the angles. Again he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knees. And again he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters were to the lawyers. Afterwards he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass over for the waters were as risen. Water to swim in a river that could not be passed over. My dear friend, Holy Spirit is as plain as a river. Jesus Christ also said, He that believeth in me out of his bellies shall flow rivers of living water. In the book of Genesis, it is written about river. In some, in different places, it is written about river. And in Acts, in Revelation, in the last chapter also, it is written about the river. That resembles, that tells about the Holy Spirit. Here it says. When he measured a thousand feet, the water was up to the ankle level. That is the period between Adam to Noah. Adam to Noah, the work of Holy Spirit up to the ankle level. Then he measured a thousand. The water was up to the knee. That is Noah to Moses. It just water level was up to knee. Then he measured a thousand. The water was up to the loins, waist level. That is up to the day of Pentecost on the upper room. But when he measured a 1,000, it was a deep river. From the day of Pentecost, when the 120 people were praying, the river of God is not up to the ankle level, not up to the knee level, not up to the loin levels. It is a deep river. Friend, when you go into the r- India river, when the water is up to the neck level, still you will be able to walk. But when the water goes above your head, what you will do? Your feet will be off from the ground. Similarly, when you go into the river of God, deeper and deeper, your feet will be off, then you will be start swimming. And when you go inside the river, can you speak English or Tamil or Hindi or any other language? You may open your mouth to say something, then you will say bah, 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 some kind of a voice. What? The water gushes into your mouth and water controls your tongue. In the same way, when the river of God flows out from you, you will speak in tongue. I praise and thank God for this wonderful experience of speaking in tongue. My, I know, some people say, I, 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 we, I, I, I do not want to speak in tongue. I want to tell you one incident. Uh, it, uh, it, it has happened uh, uh, when I was, a few years ago when I was preaching in Tamil Nadu, Trichy. There it was a five days meeting. On the fifth day while I was preaching, there were many thousands of people. So some people, hostile people, started throwing stone at the stage. I was preaching English. Another man was translating into Tamil. I was boldly preaching. I was not afraid. I, I was not. I, I did not become panicky. I continued to preach. Then after about 15 minutes, they stopped throwing stone. Then I continued to the preach. Then in the next morning, Sunday morning, I was sitting in that uh, pastor... Muthu's house. It was a mud mud house, stone floor and in my room I was just shaving. Then somebody knocked at the door and I opened the door. One gentleman with a uh, tie and all standing there. He said, I am the principal of Siloam Bible School. I am a uh, brethren, Baptist brethren. I don't believe in unknown tongue. I've written a book against the Holy Spirit speaking in tongue. I've written in the book that those who uh, the speaking in tongue is from the devil. So I don't want unknown tongue. But I want the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I said, why? Because yesterday when they were throwing stone at you while you were preaching, you were roaring like a lion. There was no fear in you. You were so bold. But I was sitting far away on the chair. I was shivering. I was afraid. People were throwing a stone at you. But you were roaring like a lion. But I was sitting far away. I was shivering. Then he understood you got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I don't want speaking in tongue. But I want that boldness. Then I said, I was shaving. Then I said, okay, kneel down here. I laid my hand and I said, go and sit there and start praying. Because I had to go for the worship service at 8 o'clock. This was around 7 o'clock. So he started uh, praying. After two, three minutes, he removed his tie. Then after about five minutes, he fell flat on the floor and began to sing, you know, and beat and sh- shouting unknown tongue. Well, loudly. Then Pastor Mutu and others come through the window and see, this man was speaking against unknown tongue. He has written a book that speaking in unknown tongue is from devil. How he speaking. Then he began to swim on the floor. And I saw his knees and other things, blood mark. Then I, I just touched his feet. And I, I, I just touched him. Then he said, don't disturb me. I am swimming in the river of God. Don't disturb me. I am swimming in the river of God. My dear friend... And uh, afterwards, after 10-15 minutes, he got up and said, what a wonderful experience. And he said, I'm going to resign the principal position of Baptist uh, Siloam Bible School, call prayer, b- Brethren Siloam Bible College position of Trichy." And I came to know he resigned. And after three years, I was standing in Andhra Pradesh, Kasipir Railway Station, waiting for the uh, train. Then somebody came from back and caught hold of me and began to speak in tongue. Then I said, who are you? Who are you? Then he said, did you forget? Do you forget on me? He said, I am the principal of that Siloam Bible College that was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now I speak in tongue and minister to the Lord in Andhra Pradesh. I resigned that Baptist group. So my dear friend, you may not be believing speaking in tongue, but if you are a sincere seeker, if you go forward, the river of God is waiting for you. You know, in the river of God makes, I read I one more scripture, Psalm 46, verse 4. Psalm 46, verse 4. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. So the river of God makes you glad and then the river of God is full of water Psalm 65 verse 9 thou visitest the earth and waterest; thou greatly enrichest it with the river of God which is full of water river of God is full of water hallelujah my dear brother the Holy Spirit experience is a wonderful experience we cannot lead our life here on this earth So, I request you to wait for the Holy Spirit. First, when the Holy Spirit comes, He will be a comforter, He will be a helper. And number two, He will be always with you. Number three, He will teach you all things. Number four, He will remind you the things of Jesus Christ. Fifth, He will convict you of your sin and judgment of God. Number six, He will guide you into all truth. Number seven, he will tell you the things that's to come. Number eight, he will fill you with mighty power. That power is from high. And when that Holy Spirit comes, what comes first? The fire of the whole, fire of God. And fire starts melting you. Fire starts sanctifying you. Fire starts working in you and purifying you. Then the fire starts in the heart. Then you, then the fire goes into your bones and then you become a flame of fire. And when the Holy Spirit comes, you'll speak in tongue. Tongue two. One is speaking in tongue which no man can understand. Only God understands. That is a sign. And number two, speaking in tongue. Gift of tongue. So, beloved friend, the river of God is waiting for you. The Holy Spirit is waiting for you. I humbly request you I humbly request you why don't you go forward why don't you tell the Lord Lord I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit the Lord is willing to fill you with the Holy Spirit let me pray father I thank you for this wonderful opportunity I pray that you may give a sincere desire in the hearts of my friends to be filled with the Holy Spirit in Jesus name we pray amen I would like to sing a song, 417, I am Thine, O Lord, I heard Thy voice, 417. I am Thine, O Lord, I have heard Thy voice, Tadito, Thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to Thee. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou hast died draw me nearer 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 blessed lord to thy precious bleeding side consecrate me now to thy service, Lord By the power of grace divine Let my soul look up With a steadfast hope And my will be lost in thy Draw me nearer, nearer Nearer, bless the Lord to the cross where Thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 bless the Lord to Thy precious bleeding side. Oh, the pure delight of a single hour that before Thy throne I spend. When I kneel in prayer and with Thee, my God, I commune as friend with friend. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord to the cross where thou hast died draw me nearer 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 blessed Lord to thy precious bleeding side there are deaths of love that I can know. Oh till I cross the narrow sea. There are heights of joy that I may not reach, till I rest in peace with thee. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to the cross where Thou hast Died Draw me nearer Nearer Nearer, blessed Lord To Thy precious Bleeding side, Beloved friend I plead with you Wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, please. Holy Spirit has already come to you when you accepted Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit only brought the Word of God in you. Now it has to flow out like a river from you. A f- anointing of the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit already worked in you. Holy Spirit already convicted you of of your sin. But yet it it is necessary for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. For that, even the disciples, 120 disciples, Mary, Mary, who given birth to Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit only Jesus was born in her. But she also waited for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Friend, therefore, wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When you wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, When you start praying, first your mistakes, one after another, you'll remember. And you'll, oh Lord, forgive me. And you will wash you with your blood. Through the fire of the Holy Spirit, your mistakes are gone. Then you'll feel a little light in your heart. Then keep, keep close your eyes and then start praising God. Only saying one word, Jesus, 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 something. Why one word? You are giving your tongue. And your mouth to the Holy Spirit. Some people what they do they say Jesus fill me the Holy Spirit Jesus Jesus then praise the Lord then hallelujah they keep on changing the words by you doing that they are using their using their brain their brain to control the tongue please don't do that leave it to the Holy Spirit and say Jesus 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 and keep meditating or say one verse of praise, 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 then you will find as you say praise, 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 your tongue is twisting, you will say Jesus, Jesus, your tongue you will feel twisting, you allow it to twist, continue and then you will find rivers of living water coming out from you through unknown tongue, that is a wonderful experience. And then you keep on speaking and speaking. You will get strength and strength and power. You will feel clapping your hand. You may stumble. The power of God may move in you. So therefore I plead with you, my dear friend. Why don't you wait today, now, for the Holy Spirit? Let me pray. Father, I thank you for this word. I pray that this word may continue to work in the heart of my friends. So that they may understand the true word. And get ready. To be filled, and I, Lord, those who are thirsty, those who are asking, they are willing to obey. Father, I pray that you may fill them all with the Holy Spirit, Lord. Especially those who are looking at this, uh, at this, uh, 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 at, at this message through the CD or television. I pray, Lord, you fill them with the Holy Spirit. Those who are not filled with the Holy Spirit, let the Holy Spirit move in the midst of them, and they may overflow in speaking in tongues. Let the fire of God continue to burn in them. Thank you, Lord. Bless them. In Jesus' most holy name, I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you with the Holy Spirit.